Please turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Yes, the pages are probably sticking in that book. We don't get to it very much. <laughs> we are going to be looking at what I believe will be five confidence boosters to help you to minister to people. Remember again, I'm, I'm, we've been circling this and we're going inward. And so the last thing I want to leave you with is what to actually say to people. Um, I know people are saying, what do I say? Just hang, just hang for a little bit longer. Uh, we need to do this right. Um, because if we can cover all these things and when we get to the place where I tell you what, what you need to say and what you'll be talking to people about, it will be so much easier because you'll have all the things to go with it. Amen? And you won't rush out there and, and do it wrong. And hurt yourself and maybe hurt people in the process. And I don't want that. <coughs> so, the first thing. Confidence booster number one. Everybody I meet has the same basic longings that I do. That you and I do. Everybody that you meet have the same basic longings. See, that's where we need to start. Because a lot of times we think, well, there's them and there's us. You know, they're out there doing their thing, and here, you know, we are trying to sort of invade their world. Remember again that we're not meant to do that. Don't invade their world, okay? You enter it. You enter it through conversation. You enter it through listening. We'll talk about some of those things again today. And I will, like I said, I will repeat things on purpose, because we need to hear them over and over again, because we've, we've sort of um, been taught the wrong way for so long that it's ingrained in us, and ingrained along with that is a resistance to it. Are you all with me? So every time you hear evangelism, you cringe, and you run in the other direction. Oh, come on, you know. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, in um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the first part of verse 11, we're going to look at this verse in two parts because there are two truths contained here. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. I don't want to go too much further than the first little bit. It, it says that God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Now, this is the part I want to focus on. He says he has planted eternity in the human heart. In other words, we all know there's more to life than just getting out of bed and going to work, okay? Coming home, eating, watching TV, you know, dropping off in front of the TV, okay? Or whatever, and just repeating that process day after day. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay, just that routine. All of us were made for so much more. And in, on the inside, we know that something's missing in our life. If you have found the Lord, then that missing piece has been filled. And then the thing that you are looking for is to, you know, if you're feeling this way, is to reestablish your connection with God. Hello. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, sometimes I hear Christians and I think, dude, you're the one that's meant to be solving problems that you're telling everybody that you have. You're meant to be the solution. <laughs> you know? Okay. We, and it's funny how we, we, we are blessed with so much and we neglect so much. 
And then we complain that, you know, I'm feeling this way and I'm feeling that way. And how much time have you spent with God? Oh, embarrassment, embarrassment. (laughs) He's right there, (laughs) okay? He loves you. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. But you know what? We never promised that. Can I just say we leave him and forsake him a lot? Now, I'm using the royal we, I don't, okay, please don't take it personally. But, you know, well, if you do, just fix it. All right, first John 1, 9. But <laughs> if we confess our sin, that is a sin. Confess it, get it out of the way. Don't sit there and just kind of go, yeah, that's me. I walked away from <laughs> I need counseling. <laughs> just, well, we'll counsel you, but, you know, I'm just going to tell you the same thing. Let's do this together. If we confess, you know, okay? Confess it. People are incredible the way they hang on to things. Get it over. Just get it out of the way. It's an incredible verse. Because it says if we can, that word confess is actually acknowledge, okay, in the Greek. It says, because you know why you acknowledge and not confess? Because he knows. When you go and say, I did this, he doesn't go, you did what? (laughs) No, he was there. Embarrassing much? Okay, he probably was trying to stop you to begin with because he knew you're going to end up like this, a mess. But no, no, we insist, don't we? And anyway, (laughs) all right? So we just need to acknowledge it. And he says, if you acknowledge your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Daddy doesn't stop there. And cleanse you of all unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. Y'all get that? Which means that you are returned back to a place of perfect righteousness before God. Can I also add the words that you are sinless before God as well? That's fantastic. I mean, that was just worth coming to church today, you know, (laughs) okay? But see, this is where we're meant to be. In that place, if God says that he will forgive you and cleanse you, then receive his forgiveness, receive his cleansing, and then judge yourself perfect from that point on. Don't stand there and wallow in it. Don't let what the enemy did in a moment last a lifetime. You are meant to be out there helping other people out of their mess, not living in yours. And thank you. Amen. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so when people are, you know looking for those things that are missing in their life. And they are. See, this is something you need to know. People are out there are great actors. You, you, <laughs> you know, I always, it tickles me when people say, I'm not a good actor. Oh, you are. You just don't do it in front of the camera. <laughs> you know, in life, you ace it. You can, you can convince people of anything. Oh, and just make him believe it. Hello? And you need to understand something, that people are actors. And they might say everything is okay. But if the Lord is asking you to minister to them, it ain't okay. Something is going off the, you know, they're not telling you. People always make it look like all is well. It's like the duck. You know, up the top it's like cool. Down the bottom it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay? And you need to know that. Because that's what's going to help you with this. I'll give you more. I'll give you more. Let's let's get to the rest. 
I've said you, sadly, most people look everywhere except to God for happiness and fulfillment. Hosea chapter 7 verse 16 says, they look everywhere except heaven. Now he's talking about his own people, but can I apply this across the board? Because this is, I believe this is across the board. He says, they look everywhere except to heaven, to the most high. They're like a crooked bow that always misses its target. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, crooked bow. You know, it's just you're always you're trying to get somewhere and you never quite get there. It's always flying in every direction. Except, you know why? Because there's demons out there. You are not alone in this life. There is something out out there opposing you. When you say, I don't need God, you have no idea what you're saying no to. You need God. If nothing else, to take care of the stuff you can't see. Are you all with me? You know, there's so much going on that we can't see. I believe, with all my heart, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out that God kept us from all kinds of disasters. A thousand may fall at your right hand. Ten thousand, you know, but it won't come near you because God said it won't. And you see your neighbors and you see your friends and they're complaining. Don't get caught up in it. I love what John Maxwell does. He goes, oh, <laughs> bless his heart. He goes, you know, I wish, I wish you knew what I knew. I wish you had the same assurances I have. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Some of them go, what is that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's Jesus Christ. Simple. God's love gift. Okay, anyway. We'll get there. <clears throat> I will sprinkle things along the way. All right? Okay. In other words, people are trying to fill this internal God-shaped vacuum with many different things, whether it's money, relationships, possessions, Recreation, boy, don't they pick that one. I just need a holiday. No, you still need God. <laughs> you know what I mean? People have had disastrous holidays. You know, when people go on holidays, I pray that all goes well for them. I pray that they have favor. I pray that the angels of God go before them. Oh, pastor, you're being a little bit... <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You have no idea what's, what traps are being set for you. And you know what? Since there are more with us and against us, why don't we get them working for us? A lot of angels just have their wings folded waiting for you to say something. <laughs> Hello. Not woe is me, I'm going to die. They can't work with that. You need, <laughs> you need to say something else, all right? Okay. <laughs> uh, where was I? All right. <laughs> so I've said here, all, you know, we just... We try to fill this vacuum with all these things. But the truth is, only God can truly satisfy the deep longings of the soul and fill it. Amen? That's one of the things that Jesus brings out in John chapter 10 and verse 10. When he says, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. Do you need anything more than that? That's why we want to share this with people. You need to understand that first part of the verse is taking place in people's lives who are not connected to God. No matter how, uh, you know, with it they look, they don't they're not with it. They don't really have it together. 
There is stuff going on because there is something about God and the peace he brings. The peace of God that passes all understanding. You know, it, it overrides logic. So, I don't know how many times. You, 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 know, you just get this peace and you think, I shouldn't be peaceful. I should be worried or something. But you're like, ah, yeah, it's okay. And people are going, do you know what's going on? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I know whose I am. I know that there is a God bigger than my problem. I'm not denying the size of my problem. I'm just acknowledging the size of God with regard to the problem. Remember Joshua and Caleb? You know, the, te- the 12 spies, 10, the- 10 of them said, Whoa, we're going gonna- to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. Joshua and Caleb said, We're more than able, let's go right now. And that's how we need to be. Doesn't matter there's giants in the land. There's a bigger giant on our side. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> notice something very significant in this verse. And that is, you either choose to align yourself with a spiritual being who is out to steal, kill, and destroy you, or one who will connect you to God and give you life, and life in all of its fullness. Do you see that? When people reject something, that's what they're rejecting. When people receive something, that's what they're receiving. You need to know this. These are all points of conversation you can have with people. I am now starting to give you things you can talk about. Okay? All right. Keep note. Take note. All right. One will do everything it can to destroy you and make your life feel meaningless and insignificant while the other will give your life purpose and meaning and significance. That's what you have. Don't ever underestimate what you have. This, you know, can I just say, this isn't about you having a fantastic job. People have great jobs and they're still feeling significant because their boss makes them feel that way. And they tell them off and they're never satisfied with anything. Hello, (laughs) okay? So you're not looking for natural things to give you significance. And sometimes people look at, you know, that that big high-rise building and the people working there and he's sitting out on the street thinking, oh my gosh, if only I had a job like that. Uh, That would just, uh, you know, answer all my problems. I I would just be so happy. And the guy in the building is looking down at the guy in the street and going, God, I wish I was that guy with no trouble at all, with no problems on my brain all the time, with deadlines and everything else. (laughs) You know, you know. I, you know, either way, they both need God. Amen. Anyway. So when we share our hope with other people, what we're doing is offering people exactly what they're looking for. Security, significance, self-worth. Are you getting these things? And a sense of belonging. Not money healing, and all that stuff. It will come, but that's not what they're looking for, family, and we must not draw people in with stuff like that. They need to know that what they're gaining is significance. What they're gaining is purpose. Amen? That there is someone bigger than them that will take care of them, whatever the need is. That something on the inside would have been filled. Hallelujah. 
You know, when you're good on the inside, you can do without a lot of stuff on the outside. It's only when you're, when you're empty on the inside, you try to fill that void up with all kinds of stuff. Amen. Okay, confidence booster. Oh, no, wait, have I finished? So when we share our hope with other people, what we're doing is, remember again, offering them what they need. Remember, they've all got longing. So what's point number one? Everybody have, has the same longings that I do. Amen? And I'm not talking about all the money and stuff. We long to know why are we here. Now, that's the next thing. All right, let's go on to the next thing. Confidence booster number two. Everybody has the same questions I do. See, with the longings, then come the questions. That's why I said we're going to look at the second part of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. I like it again from the New Living Translation and also give, going to give you from the contemporary English version. All right. It says people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. The com- contemporary English version says he puts questions in our minds about the past and the future. We're, we're all thinking about it, aren't we? We're all thinking about what we've done and where we're going. What my life was like and what's my life going to be like. Hello. All the time. We're always making plans. We're either looking back on our life, either with regret or happiness, or we're looking, or we're, you know, and at the same time, we're always looking forward as well. Is it going to continue being good? Or is it going to continue being bad? And can we change it and make it good? <laughs> okay, whatever it is, we're always thinking. And so, what this tells us is that the questions people have about life and existence actually are coming from God. God's putting that in there. Isn't that beautiful? You need to know this, that before you ask them the questions, God has already asked them the question. You're just the second voice. You're just confirming his word with the sign following, and that's you. You are the sign. (laughs) Okay? See, you need to see that as well. You need to see you as not being the first person that's ever asked them this question. It needs to, you need to realize and understand that you are the answer to their question. And if you ask the same question they've been asking, this is why you have to be spirit-led. Can I get an amen on that, please? This is, this is not a, you know, let's, let's start dueling and see which one of us wins this argument. Please don't do that. If you want to do that, go home. <laughs> People have enough trouble without you adding to it. Okay, so <laughs> I really mean that. All right. Questions like, and here I've got some questions here. This is what's going on on the inside of them. Who am I? Where did I come from? Surely not an ape. I added that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All those. Anyway, where am I going? I'm pausing because these are big questions. Does my life have any purpose? People are thinking these things. What happens after I die? They may avoid it, but you know, when they're going to sleep, they start thinking about these things, especially later on in life. What is my significance? What is the meaning of everything that happens to me? 
I could go on, but you get the idea. People have these things rolling around on the inside of them because God puts those questions in their heart. And you need to know you're the answer. Amen? Jesus Christ is the answer. And you are walking epistles. So these are not small questions, but they are questions that everybody asks. And so when you talk to people, the, the answer to the fundamental questions of life are found in God's Word and in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. Continuing on, we come to confidence booster number three. So what's the first one? Everybody has the same longings. Number two, everybody has the same questions. This is a cute one. Number three, most people don't really know what they believe. And they often contradict themselves. Listen out for it. Okay? To begin with, you'll find that as soon as <laughs> you, know, you broach the subject of God, people will sort of immediately label themselves. Have you found that? Oh, I'm a, I'm a Muslim, or I'm an atheist, or I'm a this, or I'm a that. That's straight, like, as if that's going to shut you down. As if that's going to shut down all the questions they've got. See, they do this as just a reflex mechanism. Don't let that dissuade you. Remember again, we're not a conquering army, okay, how <laughs> to take people by force. Okay, remember, what did Jesus say? I'll teach you to be what? Fishes of men. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Throw some bait out there. Dangle it. Leave it there for a little while. See how it goes. You know? And it's just like, give it some time. And see what bites. Are you all here? You know, it's just like, this is a quiet thing. I told you, remember the word I used? Peaceful. You need to be at peace. Because that's where you hear God. And that's when you hear people. Did you, did you hear what I just said? That, that's an important... We'll get to it in a minute, okay? All right. So what you'll discover... <laughs> but what you'll discover is... When you scratch beneath the surface, you often find that people who adopt a certain label don't even know what that belief system is. A lot of times they have no idea what they say that they believe in. Some do. I'm not saying everybody, okay? There are some who are very convinced. But most, I'm talking most people now, okay? General, average joke, okay? Generally, people don't know. They just kind of say it. And it's their way of saying, oh, I've got something already. You know? But as the lady said, yeah, but it's working for you. <laughs> okay? If it ain't working for you, let's, let's move on to something that works. Amen. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I love this example. You, you might hear somebody say like, there are no absolutes in life. Who's heard that one? They've just made an absolute statement. <laughs> Dude, you just contradicted yourself. You can't say there are no absolutes in, in our life because you've just stated an absolute. So you have just contradicted yourself. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's come. <laughs> no. <laughs> Further, this even if you ask them if they stop at every red light, you know what they'll say? Uh huh. Because otherwise, you get red and blue lights following you all over the place. You better stop at every red light. See, there are certain absolutes. 
What do you put in your gas tank? Well, some days I can't afford the gas because it's so expensive, I just put water. Yeah, that's never going to happen. You walk. Do you know why? Because it's absolutely necessary that you put gas in your gas tank. You can't just put whatever you want in the thing. Talk to me about there's no absolutes. So don't be turned off by titles and labels that people use as defenses. Did you get that? Okay. You just share your hope in Christ. Remember again, this all happens in relationship. You know, I just um, came from a funeral on the weekend. And, uh, you know, I was putting all this to work. And one, no, you know, I wasn't, not in a horrible way, okay? But I just noticed that I was having conversations with people. And I took time to listen to them. And I took time to hear where they were at, where they were coming from. And it allowed me, or allowed God to minister to them through me. And it might have been something very little. But it allowed me to do something to help them and to bless them. You know, and, and, and so many of them were really appreciative of it. And I thought, that's who we are, the light of the world. We're meant to bring light into people's lives. You know, they should be happy because you came into their life. They shouldn't feel assaulted. They shouldn't feel threatened. They should feel like, oh, I really want to talk to this person. I'm in a bad place and they'll help. Are you that person? Be that person. Because that person lives in you. Amen? Allow him out. All right. Let me just, yeah. You just share your hope in Christ. Try to get them past their contradictions and confusion. Bring some order, peace, and clarity into their lives. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33 from the New Century Version, he says, God is not a God of confusion and disorder, but a God of peace. And you are ambassadors of peace. Wherever you go, whatever you need to do, bring peace. Amen? And whatever that entails. Further to this, um, in John chapter 8 and verse 32, Jesus said, listen, he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When you bring people truth, you are freeing them. Don't ever think that, you know, and if, if, let me just say, say this as well. If the truth that you bring people puts them in bondage, it's not truth. Something is wrong with it. I don't know how many people. See, this is where Jesus said, you know, you take somebody out there, talking to the religious people, that you take somebody out there and make them twice the children of hell as they already were. They put him in more bondage, and it's worse. That's why Jesus says, come to me, all those who are heavy, you know, heavy laden, weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. He didn't say, I'll give you more burdens. Because that's what the religious people were doing. He says, I will give you rest. And that's what you, this, the human race needs rest. Ever since the fall, it has been toil and hard work. And the wrong kind of hard work. I'm, I'm not opposed to hard work. I love to work. Okay? <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy my work. You know, people have to just stop me. And, and, and I don't. Anyway, I, I just love. I just, because I am doing what I'm called to do. 
It's a difference between being in a calling and just, you know, being a bull, dragging a, you know, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Blue Monday. I don't have any. Oh, my Mondays are ta-da. Every day is big ta-da, you know, okay? It's wonderful. You know why? Because God's in my life. He makes it exciting. And if I'm not this way, then when people call me and say, Pastor, I need prayer. Oh, you need prayer. I am needing more prayer than you. Just go away. I'll fix yourself up. <laughs> That's my Sri Lankan accent. All right, okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, need, we need to be like this all the time. That's because you're a preacher. No, <laughs> that's because I'm God's son. That's because I got, God is my daddy. Amen. I am very happy. Can you tell? Okay, all right. We're, we're, okay. All right, behave yourself. All right, so I have to contain myself all the time. Okay. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, and, and, and let me say this. It is only when you know the truth will you be set free from confusion, contradiction, and everything that puts you in bondage. That's why Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say I am a truth. He said I am the truth. If you know the truth, you're there. Truth will always set you free. Right. Amen? Okay. <laughs> In other words, Jesus is the truth they're looking for, and they don't even know it. That's sad. Here's a little secret that you need to understand about human behavior. People make almost all, listen now, all their decisions and choices based on emotions, even the intellectual ones. See, you need to, this, this will really help you. I don't care how intellectual they are. Every decision that they make comes from emotion. That's how we're wired. Do you understand? And then they'll use their intellect to back it up. And even twist facts to do so. You look back on the life of all the intellectuals. And you know what? Somewhere, somehow, they've either been hurt or something else. Or being encouraged in some way that they went a certain direction. And they found the information to back up what they were doing and where they were going. Some for God and some not. And they're trying to convince the whole world that what they believe is right. Because they need that emotional support. Because they don't want to just be alone and maybe be wrong. Things you need to know. I've said here, they go and look for intellectual reasons to back up their emotional decisions and gut feelings. Many Christians are afraid of witnessing to people because they think they're going to have to argue over intellectual ideas. But the truth is that most intellectuals make their decisions based on emotions and feelings. And anyone can deal with emotions and feelings. You don't have to be an intellectual to do so. Because believing is with the heart, not the head. Amen? Amen? Romans tells us that. Okay, let's get on to number four. We've got two more left. I think I've run out of time. 
Uh, okay. Are you all hanging? Are you all? Should I stop? No? Okay. All right. <laughs> Confidence booster number four. Anyone can be saved if, listen, I listen for the key to their heart. That key is their unmet need or hidden hurt. Remember, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He is doing that in everybody's life. Do you hear me? So there is, I don't care how together they look, you know, they're with it or together they you know, they just, I'm all together, man. I don't need that stuff. No, underneath that there is an unmet need or, a, you know, or hurt. And you'll find it, <laughs> okay? The more you talk, to, okay. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. I like the New Living Translation. It says, For all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious standard. One translation says, Everyone falls short of God's glorious ideal. See, God had a plan for us, He made us to be a certain way, and it wasn't broken, it was perfect. We still carry that inside of us. On the inside, you know we're still looking for that perfection. We really are. We're all perfectionists at heart without even realizing it. Because it came from God. It's in there. All right? And among other things, what this tells us is that none of us measure up. Listen, to our own standards, let alone God's standards. Do you hear what I'm saying? We're always thinking, you know, we could be doing better. We should be further. It's, it's just constant. That's why you need God, because you can be in a good place and not appreciate it. Because there's an emptiness you're trying to fill with this that will never be filled. It's the wrong shape. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then I put a square in a, you know, a round hole, it just doesn't work. <laughs> We live in a broken world. We all have habits. And we all have hurts. And we all have hang-ups. Yes, even that beauty on the screen with the hair blowing and, you know, putting the suntan lotion and whatever. Oh, she got hurts and needs and problems. You get past all of that and it's like, oh, dear God, what is this? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> is this helping? I pray this is helping because we just, so much of the time, you know, we're moved by what we see. And as a Christian, the one thing is we don't walk by what we see. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Don't get, you know, don't get persuaded. Don't get dissuaded by what you're looking at. If God's saying there's a problem, there's a problem. They're just faking. I told you they're good actors. Be better. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've said that we all have things in our lives that are secret that we don't want other people to know about. And with God's help, listen, you can discern these things by just listening. That's what the Apostle James says in James chapter 1, verse 19. He says, so then, my beloved brethren, this is the first part, let every man, every woman be swift to hear and slow to speak. I just want to stop there. Be swift to hear and slow to speak. Don't look for always trying to get your stuff on them. 
be swift to hear, slow to share. Yes, but always be swift to hear and slow to share. Can we believe that God will keep him alive a bit longer since you got involved in their life? And even though the devil was going to run him over with a bus tomorrow, God got in the way of it? Can we believe that? So cool it. Slow down. Listen carefully. And don't freak out. Don't let the enemy push you to do something you're not ready for and they're not ready for. With fear. What if? You need to turn the what if back around. And say, what if? God takes care of them. What if everything that the devil tries to do fails? Because I've got this one now. And I said to God, God, I will, I will pursue this. You just need to give me time and we need to do this right. And he will say, that's exactly my thoughts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. God will agree with that. And you'll find that all kinds of miracles will start happening. Uh. Hey, this is not natural stuff. This is supernatural stuff. There's a whole kingdom behind this. Amen? You're not alone. <laughs> I really want to come back to this. I think, can, can we come back to this? This, this? this one, we need to get this one right. Following this, we're going to talk about people, number five, I'll, I'll give you the fifth one, okay? Number five is that people have excuses, but we have God's Holy Spirit and the truth. We outnumber him, man. We totally outnumber him, okay? So we'll come back to that. Please, I, I just feel I don't want to rush this. Let's have every head, head bowed, every eye closed. We'll come back to this. Father, we thank you today for your word, and we thank you, Father, that we are learning life skills. We, are learn we don't want to hurry through this because we are learning something that will carry us through the rest of our life and help us to open that door, the door to you, God, that people can walk through. We can't force them, but we can open the door. We can invite them. We can make it easy for them. Hallelujah. And we just thank you, Father, that this is not something natural. This is something miraculous, supernatural. Some might even call some of it impossible. But that's who you are, God. You are the God of the impossible. Hallelujah. And we just thank you that as we take steps in the future, in the very near future, to begin to get involved as you direct us in people's lives and the conversations and just even if it's a little bit here and a little bit there, that you teach us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves and be blessings to people. bring them a sense of God even if we're praying for them in Jesus name <laughs>